Good morning, Kansas City. Five o'clock. That means it's time to rock. With myself, Dusty Likens, and Pete Sweeney on the Run It Back Playoff Show. The only playoff edition show in Kansas City. That's right. Focused solely on the Chiefs running it back. Mm. That's why we call it what we call it. Mm. Pete Sweeney, Makes it's sense. Wednesday. It's kind of like, you know, the hell with it. You call it the middle of the week. You call it hump day. You call it Wednesday. This is when this is when the week starts for the matchup that is Sunday's AFC Championship game. This would technically be four football teams still alive. Or if this was still the regular season, this is the Monday of what is the football week. You get the first practice, the first injury yeah. report, oh, so yeah. on and so forth. This is where it all begins, right? Four days away. This is when uh, more of the internet doctors get to come out of the of the woodwork. This is where the <laughs> diagnosis from everybody that is on the beat gets to come out and say, well, here's what I saw. Right. Because let's be pretty damn honest. <laughs> Number 15 is going to practice today. 95% sure of that. That's my guess. I know that it is a topic in which everyone is mm-hmm. chomping at the bit. Everybody wants to know. I get it. It's fair. It's that time of year. I think <laughs> everybody's going to be there today and be like, you know what? When he was rolling out to his left, right. I noticed the toe was better than most. Right. And that's just because I've been watching the Tiger doc. I've got all these like sayings in my head. But today's the day where everything else is going to get underviewed because I'm more interested to see if 25 and 14 practice. That's where I'm at, but I get it. The focus is going to be on 15. Well, the NFL world is watching what happens here with Patrick Mahomes. You can understand why. This is clearly the best player in the NFL and, you know, we mentioned yesterday, and, and this is where I personally am at, we're going to know, right? When Sunday at 5 o'clock rolls around, we're going to know. So why try to speculate about whether or not this man has a concussion, whether it was something else, so on and so forth. But you can understand, okay, people are interested in this. So let's update everybody. Let's get uh, everybody clear as to where we're at. We got this report from NFL Network's Mike Garofolo. Uh, yesterday, I believe it was the middle of the afternoon. Here's Mike Garofalo. Concussions are not sprained ankles. You can't sit here and say, okay, it'll take a, a certain number of weeks or days. You, you, you've got a, a time frame for these. So you can't really predict concussions. So when you hear things like, hey, there's confidence he's going to play and he seems to be doing well and all these things, he doesn't have symptoms right now. Yes, that is a good thing. But you've got to continue to go through the protocol. And as we sit here right now, I can tell you, he is still in the concussion protocol right now. And there are steps to go through. They've got to increase his physical activity and then see if system uh, symptoms result because of that. That's part of the process for being able to get all the way through. So, yeah, I hear all the optimism. I hear all the people saying he's going to be good to go on, sa- on Sunday. We don't know that for sure. But we will know that over the course of the next couple of days provided he continues to display no symptoms as they work their way through this protocol, Tom. I'm glad you heard the tentativeness and Garofalo's voice on NFL Network because while he is optimistic, and I think he, me, everybody in the, in the city wants to see Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen, I, I think he nailed the idea of how 
concussions are unpredictable. And once you're in the concussion protocol, once they've identified that, they really have to make sure you got to double check, triple check, quadruple check that the player is all right to go. This isn't going to be a repeat where you get problems after a player's career like the NFL used to do. And I, I think that was a, a good correction. Adam Schefter of ESPN continued at 2.12 p.m. yesterday. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes cleared certain steps Monday. Some big steps, but he remains in the NFL's concussion protocol with what is considered a concussion. And it's too early to say that he is definitely going to play in Sunday's conference championship versus the Bills per sources. 2.13. Additionally, Patrick Mahomes is dealing with a foot issue per source. He still must go through certain steps to clear concussion protocol in the coming days, and there is hope and optimism considering he's expected to practice tomorrow, which is Wednesday, today, per source. And then from CDOT, our own CDOT, 610 Sports Radio. Who the hell is that? Yeah, I don't even know him that well. Following the hit, Mahomes was asked a series of questions as part of the NFL's concussion protocol. Mahomes has answered all of the questions correctly, but one uh, game-specific question with a failed question and physical symptoms he was not cleared to return and so we'll get some definitiveness today I think today is going to remind you a little bit of last year when everyone was wondering how would Mahomes look when he had dislocated his kneecap remember he had practiced really fast after that he didn't play for two games but he was on the practice field I imagine the footage of Mahomes if there is any is going to be well sought after today, and and we are going through right now what is the five-step process to make sure he's going to be good to go for this NFL game. And I I think we'll get some solid information today because they do have to put his status, whatever it is, on the the practice report. This is by far the biggest practice, I think, in this Chiefs season so far. I mean, obviously the AFC Championship game is coming up on Sunday. It is – Buffalo 13 and 3 versus the Kansas City Chiefs 14 and 2 unless you want to give them playoff wins. I think when it comes to Mahomes and it comes to this situation, I think a lot of what's going to be viewed is cuz I'm not really sure that if he I'm not really sure he talks to the media today. I know that it's Wednesday, normally that's when he would talk to the media if he practiced, and we'll see if he does. I mean, I'm not going to like shoot down anything cuz I I've, I've been surprised before. Yeah, if he's still in the protocol Based on my experience covering this team, my guess is he wouldn't speak today. Right. But then would it be a situation where if he cleared it by Friday, he would talk then? Is it going to be Chad Henney today? That's a good point by you because who comes to the podium will be a pretty good sign as to where we're at right, right. now. And I think that's the other thing, too, is you know Chiefs PR does a good job of of keeping guys in line of of where they're going to be, what they're going to get asked, and stuff like that. And I think if Mahomes goes to the podium, there's enough people on the beat that it's not going to be sugarcoated to, hey, how you feeling? You doing okay? It's going to be like, what did you experience in that game? Where were you at? What were the questions you were asked? What was this? What was that? And I don't think that's where we're at with Patrick Mahomes yet. I don't think that's where they want to get him at. I, I think, think so what either. I think where they want him is they want him to be, first off, ready to go for the game. Because I was asking a buddy of mine yesterday, what percentage are you comfortable where you could send Patrick Mahomes out there and you're thinking, okay, this is this is where we're at. Because I think there are some people, and we can get into this here in a little bit right here in a short moment, where we get to the odds of if when Henny comes in, if it's not if it's not Mahomes, right? And I think where you need to be is I think you need an eighty to an eighty five percent Patrick Mahomes to be ready 
for that, Sunday's game. See, that's the problem here. And exactly. You, you can't do 80 to 85% right. with concussions. Anytime exactly. it's a sternum up, and that's been my point this entire time, we got to make sure he is 100% right. If he had just suffered, for example, the toe injury, right. to me, that's like, all right, if this thing is 80%, even, man, you talk about a toe, even if it's 50%, sure. Mahomes is probably a better option than Chad Henney. Yeah. When it's the neck up. And it's not 100%. It's a non-option. That's why right. they have this concussion protocol in place. So we'll see how it goes. I, I think everybody surrounding this situation is optimistic, but concussions are so mysterious and unpredictable. We'll just have to see. And I think the other thing, too, is that we still don't know for a fact, or maybe we do, and maybe I'm missing something. We still don't know for a fact that it was classified as a concussion. We just know that he's in concussion protocol. But again, if it looks like it, it smells like it, it's probably what it is. I, I've seen I've seen this storyline and I'm always I'm still confused by it right. because they said evaluated for a concussion and then they ruled him out. It yep. wasn't ruled out because of a toe. So put the pieces together. And I, it was quick. Right. And and I just you got to take it very seriously. And like I said, it seems like they are. We yep. should get more concrete information. And I don't know if we should be sp- speculative there when it comes to this. We should get more concrete information today. So the odds flip. When we go to Mahomes to Henny, obviously Chiefs with Mahomes favored by three by three points, which seems a little disrespectful and seems like they're still kind of like throwing the, you know, maybe he's hurt. And there's the there's Vegas saying that Mahomes, no matter what, isn't going to be 100 percent, which no one's 100 percent at this point, even if he does clear concussion protocol, even if he never had a concussion. Right. If it is, a, you know, an MMA chokeout type thing, whatever your diagnosis is, either way. If Mahomes plays, Chiefs are favored by three. Side note, normally home teams always get a three-point cushion. Coin flip, right? If Mahomes doesn't play, Josh Allen versus Chad Henney then becomes the Bills are favored by two and a half. Yesterday, you had mentioned that this is type, this is kind of another coin flip where it's, well, then the Bills are favored by two and a half. Well, if you use the logic that home teams get three points, that would then mean that Buffalo's almost technically got a five and a half point cover which to me is a little bit disrespectful because I'm talking myself into this all week, Pete. Like I have literally, I have no inner monologue. I am talking to myself in my car as soon as the show is over. I talk to myself on the way here at 3 o'clock, 3.45 in the morning, and I tell myself, think about this. Mm. You've got all these tools around you, and you have the mastermind of Andy Reid who's going to set you up for success. Right. The only way to me... Chad Henney can't win this game is if it is 10 points and there's four minutes left. That's where Mahomes is the best to do it right now is when the Chiefs are down by 10, there's four minutes left, and you think to yourself, how on earth can they come back? Mahomes can just devy up things and right. really make things, you know, this huge situation and just completely turn it around on its backside. I don't know if I have the confidence in Chad Henney doing that, but I do have the confidence in Chad Henney going into a game plan, going into a game in which there is a possibility. We'll find out today if Edward Delaire plays, if Watkins plays, because then you think he's got what he's got Hill. He's got Kelsey. He has Watkins. He has Clyde. He has Daryl Williams and he's Andy Reed. Yeah. That to me takes that two and a half and should just be considered a pick. Yeah. What I find interesting is, that it's still that close where we we said if Henny would play, it would be two and a half. And Josh Allen is 
to be fair, one of the better quarterbacks in the league, especially toward the end of the season. A lot of people would consider him the consensus third place for what would be the MVP vote. I know we disagree with Rodgers and Mahomes and how it's going to shake out. Ultimately, Rodgers is going to win it. But Mahomes and and Allen, they ended up splitting the second team all-pro for quarterback. How many teams would lose their starter and still – be within three points on the point spread. I just think that says yeah. a lot about what the Chiefs have built in Kansas City and in not only just with having Mahomes, but surrounding him with talent where you could plug and play. You could plug a Henny or a Moore and then still be within a field goal of one of the better up-and-coming quarterbacks. Now, I I, I think ultimately Patrick Mahomes is going to play yeah. in this game, which means it would be minus three. And I'm going to tell you this. Minus three seems like a no-brainer to me if you are a betting person on the Chiefs. I, I I think they're a better team by at least a touchdown over Josh Allen. Now, that being said, I've thought the Chiefs were going to cover for the last 10 weeks. Oh, you're going to get on this? I, I'm, ju- I'm just telling you, I, I've, and I've felt confident about it. And yeah. I'm, I cover this every day. This is all I do for work every day, you know? <laughs> 10 to 14 hours a day, I'm reading Chiefs stuff and making sure our website is updated and and then I, I get to the game and I'm like, they, yeah, they're gonna cover seven and a half. They're they're gonna cover nine and a half. They'll they'll cover six. And they never seem to do. And so maybe the odds makers know more than me. But I can, if Mahomes plays in this game, I think they're gonna win by at least four. I mean, I can tell you one thing. I think if Mahomes comes into this game and everything does pass and he is cleared, I don't think he's gonna go quietly into the night. I think it's going to be one he of those never things. Does. No, the only time he did so far as a starter was when he wouldn't touch the football in the AFC title game in, in 2018. It was, it was essentially taken from his hands. Every other time he has, that's right. Dusty Pete. Thank you. Help for getting my ass out of bed and into the gym this week. That's what we're here for in the running mm-hmm. back show. Also, we find out today from practice, who's going to be in the gym and also on the field. And who's the most critical and why? Coming up on the Run It Back show here on Sixth Sense Sports Radio, Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens. The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Let's go. Wednesday. Run it back, playoff show, 610 Sports Radio, Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens. That was really fast, but it's 518, 519 in the morning. I'm trying to get you ready. That's right. Hit him with the soft clap. Big day, right? Huge day, man. Like, this is a huge day. Like, you thought last Wednesday's practice was good because everybody was asking you, is Clyde going to play this week? Mm. How's Sammy's calf? WR3. Yeah. Right. And this is one of those days. Just keep the music up. Yeah. Wake up, Kansas City. Mm. You're playing for your third straight AFC title game. Like, I want you to realize (laughs) that I want the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid, when they get that Lamar Hunt trophy, to just hand it off casually like Belichick used to. Like, oh, yeah, one of these again? That's cool. Hey, give this to Donovan. He can put it in his office now. I've got enough. That's where we're at with the Chiefs. That's what I want. You don't care about no. the Lamar Hunt no. trophy. No, because now if you win one this year. Lombardi or bust. You're, you're a Lombardi or bust guy. Every single year. Yeah. Like, 
I want Andy Reid to get tired of that award to where he's like, hey, uh, Brett, go ahead and have this one. I got, I got three in the office. By comparison, right if you look at the trophies, though, right? The Lombardi Trophy and yeah. the Lamar Hunt Trophy. I think it's great that the AFC Trophy is named after the Chiefs founder. I think that you know shows so much respect. But it, the design of it, it pales in comparison to the monstrosity that is the Lombardi Trophy. I just feel like the best trophies are the most simplistic trophies. I think the Lombardi Trophy is the best trophy in all of sports. No, come on. You can't have that. I, I mean, do. I, I'm not going to have it's a huge easy. argument with you on the, the football it's, show, but the Stanley fine. Cup is the best. Eh, can't have it anymore. COVID ruined it. Can't drink out <laughs> of it anymore. We hope we hope that one day they'll be able to pour champagne back into the Stanley Cup. But I like the Lombardi Trophy, too. I am not a huge fan of the NBA trophy. I actually think the NBA trophy is too big. And the by centered basketball, by far the worst of the four major sports is baseball by 100%. far, by far yeah. the, the flag thing. You can barely like touch without breaking. It just looks like a nine year old's birthday cake. Right. But you know, either way, I will say this, Pete, it is a big day. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of superstars on the chiefs that have been on the injury report that we're looking for a, DNP, a LP, mm -hmm. or a FP today for those of you full practice, did not practice, and a limited practice. Those names are Patrick Mahomes, Rashad Breeland, Sammy Watkins, Clyde Edwards, Elaire, Willie Gay, Rashad Fenton, Pete. Yeah. Other than Patrick Mahomes, who's your most critical guy that has to be on the field taking reps today, ready to go for Sunday's AFC Championship game? Yeah, I, I think with. The way that Daryl Williams played last week, you feel a little bit more comfortable at the running back position. Not that you wouldn't want Clyde. Clyde had a tremendous game against the Bills in week six, which we'll talk about here in a in a few moments. Easy to say Sammy Watkins. I, I think the Chiefs are good enough to handle the surging Cleveland Browns without Watkins, but this was your leading receiver the last two years in the playoffs. Now you're getting to the point where you're playing Really, two of the best teams in the NFL. If you can get past the Buffalo Bills and then whoever comes out of the NFC, I'm excited to watch that game early on on Sunday. So Watkins becomes important. But getting lost in the concussion chatter is Bashad Breland, and I, I'm ready to see the update on him. I mean, first of all, you hope that he is okay. And, and then second of all, the Chiefs have Stephon Diggs in this game and clearly they're the bill's best weapon. He's a guy that really lines up all over the field slot outside in both spots. And, you know, we had mentioned earlier in the week that we're looking for the Jerry Sneed in the slot. And I'm wondering if the Breland can't go and Diggs is on the outside where he takes a lot of his snaps. Is there a move where they move Sneed back outside and say, you know what, you're just going to deal with Diggs today. And I think, and I had made the case earlier in the week, that Snead is really quietly turning into this shutdown corner type of guy for the Chiefs on, on day three. Kudos to Brett Veach. And so I, I'm interested in, in whether a Breland injury or a lack of availability leads to that matchup. And so I, for me, it's a tie between what would be Breland on the defensive side and Watkins. I'm curious to see... What is their status on Wednesday afternoon? Yeah, I mean, this is real short for me, and we can move on to, uh, to me, what's a better, a more important topic as well because it comes as of 
where your running back game is. But I just think that Sammy Watkins, you say obviously, um, is the most important. I mean, you saw what Sammy Watkins was able to do last year. You know, he basically put Tennessee to bed on that gigantic pass play for Mahomes in that game against the Titans. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think he's so important for this game is because he does give Chad Henney another option. He does give Mahomes that third down. Like, to me, that's so important. And that's what the Chiefs were kind of missing towards the second half of that game was that third down player. Like a and closer I, exactly. on offense. And that's where I have Sammy Watkins' importance on this team is I don't need him to go out there and have six for 120 and two touchdowns. Hell, I don't even need him to do five for 80. I would more so just like him to have that range of three to five catches for about 45 to 50 yards, and those 45 to 50 yards coming on a third and seven, a third and four, third and five. That's where he can be so effective and so crucial. And when you have a guy like that in there, he just gives you another target. And if Chad Henney does have to play in this game, because you do have to talk about that, because we don't know for sure what Mahomes' status is. We can all keep going like we've been on the show before. He's going to play. There's no doubt in my mind that he doesn't play. But if he doesn't and Henny does play, Watkins then can become a very crucial person. And, hey, we talked last week about how it's personal. This is where Sammy Watkins came from. This was a team that drafted him, yeah. that it didn't work. And then the Chiefs, he went to the Rams. And then, obviously, that was just a one-year experiment. And then he comes to the Chiefs. And kind of solidified his career as wide receiver three, wide receiver two, whatever you want to call him. And that's where it's at. But I guess that's where I'm at. And a lot of people might say, yes, obviously Sammy Watkins. But another guy that's crucial is is Daryl Williams and who he's been. And that's where we're at. And I mean, if you don't think that Daryl Williams is a crucial player, you can listen right here to what Andy Reid had to say on Daryl Williams. Yeah, just listen. I mean, it was just a hot hand. I mean, Le'Veon's done everything we've asked him to do, and he's he's a great kid, man. Love the kid. Um, you just get into these, and you kind of go with what's what's working, and and uh, and for whatever reason. I mean, Daryl was working, and I, I, listen, I'm proud of him too because he's never hung his head, even when he was third and fourth. He just keeps keeps going, and um, he's not maybe a household name. Uh, but maybe after this game, people know him and, and respect the, the work that he does. He He's a very intelligent football player, um, and he plays, as you saw, a very physical game. Yeah, what was wild in this game on Sunday against the Browns is when the Chiefs offense lined up initially, it wasn't Le'Veon Bell, who I think we all kind of expected. We expected to be a share for sure, but it seemed like the Chiefs had – went out and gotten Le'Veon for a reason, and that was to be the number two behind Clyde. Clyde wasn't playing in this game, and then you see Darrell Williams there. And really from the first touch on, there was this feeling that he was running angry. And if you get the first touch and you perform well, especially at the running back position, Andy Reid is going to keep you out there. And Darrell Williams, from undrafted to being – uh, Damien's backup to being Clyde's backup to being RB three has found himself in a, a key position here. And yeah, I, I mean, that's, what's interesting because you might've felt after this Browns game, Oh, the chiefs need Clyde Edwards, a lair back. You feel a little bit less worried about the high ankle and everything that he's been going through since week 15, given the fact that Darrell Williams looks like a real 
formidable player. And the great thing about the Kansas City Chiefs, and this is something that I love about them, is you know when you're playing for Andy Reid, once you're there, you're there. It doesn't necessarily matter that, oh, the Chiefs signed you as an undrafted free agent and you're a two-time All-Pro or you're a first-round pick and we picked you in the first round at, at number 32. If Darrell Williams is, is playing the best, he's going to play. And, yeah, I, I think he might be teetering around the RB1 for this team the rest of the way. I like it, and I like it moving forward as well. It's not just a small sample size of what Darrell Williams has done this year, as I think, was it, is it the guys from Arrowhead Pride, somebody that, an organization you might be familiar with, that coined the name Daryl the Barrel? Yes. yes. I think that you could use the cliche thunder and lightning. Like Clyde obviously is the guy moving forward and is super talented. But I think when it comes to Daryl Williams, what a hell of a find if he's your guy that you can have as your two-headed monster moving forward with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Daryl Williams. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy smokes. The Chiefs just found another offensive weapon. They didn't have to go trade anybody for him. They didn't have to waste a draft pick on him. And all of a sudden, it fits that cliche that running backs are a dime a dozen. And here we are with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Darrell Williams, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Who knows if Sammy Watkins is back next year? And then it all revolves around the nucleus that is Patrick Mahomes in 15. And then you're talking about Darwin Thompson, too, who is just waiting in the wings. Had a really nice game in, in Week 17. I don't know if the Chiefs learn from this. Like, I don't know if you need to go out and get a, a LaShawn McCoy or a Le'Veon Bell, right. right? Because at that position, as long as you guys are, have guys who are willing to work, it seems like you can make it work. Buffalo and Kansas City played earlier this year. I'm sure you remember it. So do we. Also, what did Max Kellerman have to say that we agree with from a national standpoint when it comes to this Chiefs? We get to all of that here on the Run It Back show on 610 Sports Radio with myself, Pete Sweeney. Stay tuned. The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Mahomes floats it. Kelsey, a juggle, and touchdown. Kelsey has his fourth of the year, and Kansas City jumps on top with that 11-yard completion to big number 87. He's a left guard next to the new center, Daniel Kilgore. Schwartz is still out at right tackle, where Remmers is. End zone, Kelsey, and a touchdown. How about the athletic ability, first of all, the throw, but 6'5", 260 to get his feet down. That's Remember When. That's the segment we do every week. Pete, I think the most important part about this segment is that it takes you back to a certain moment in which you remember where the Chiefs had some sort of success against either the opponent that they were playing at the time right. or their opponent that they are getting ready to play. Pete, I will say this. This just shows you how important Travis Kelsey is because this was a game in which your starting running back ran for over 150 yards. You didn't necessarily need your quarterback to throw more than 230 yards because he didn't. Right. And when he did, you found your key guys like Travis Kelsey. And we have to keep talking about it because if Mahomes doesn't play, Mm. this is a game in which you have to think Travis Kelsey needs to come up big. And he did against Buffalo back in previous weeks in week six. Yeah, it was a week six game. Remember, the schedule changed in this game. It was a primetime Monday game 26-17 Final Four. 
The Chiefs, Travis Kelsey had the two touchdowns, but the leading receiver was Demarcus Robinson with 69 yards. That second Kelsey touchdown, by the way, was a third and seven play in the red zone and back left corner of the end zone where he made the type of play that only he can as as big body of a tight end as he is. And, and don't forget the strategy for the Bills in this game, Dusty, was to have a light box, drop all the defensive backs into the backfield and see if they could stop the Chiefs run. And the answer was, well, no, they, they couldn't. 26 attempts for 161 yards for Clyde Edwards-Alaire, even though he didn't score a touchdown. He was the story of the game. This was the last time we saw Mitch Schwartz. Mitch Schwartz, he tweaked his back in practice that week, and he all of a sudden was uncertain to play, and then he ended up trying to start the game for a series, wasn't working out, and so Andrew Wiley moved from left guard to right guard, Mike Remmers to right tackle, Nick Allegretti into left guard, and that has been your starting five ever since. And this was, if you remember, it got interesting toward the end where Chiefs had the ball and they were only up six points, 23-17, to 17, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire had that almost fumble where they had ruled it a fumble on the on the field and the bills had recovered and they went back to the review and said, no, he, he didn't fumble. His knee was down, but it was very, very close. And so the bills were, were close to taking over down six with six minutes and it didn't happen for him. They didn't, they didn't have that break their way. Harrison Butker hits a 30 yard field goal and it's 26, 17 and nine points is a two point score and the chiefs come away with it. But what I find interesting about that is you see that real crooked number. That's a Derrick Henry number, 161 yards. Right. Yet, the Bills came close to being back in this game. And so it it just makes me think, are they going to go with a similar strategy on Sunday? And that's make the Chiefs run the football. I think you only go to that strategy if Patrick Mahomes is the one playing. But assuming that he is, you know, if you're, if you're buying all the optimism that he is, do they continue and say, no, you guys are going to have to run if you're going to win this game? Right, I think that the biggest key about this that gives fans kind of a little bit of ease, which is is always nice to give to Chiefs fans because I do believe that a lot of times Chiefs fans, including like my father's, you know, friends mm-hmm. of mine, it's always, what's the status? Can they do this? And this <laughs> is something in which Patrick Mahomes played a Chad Henney A game and was able to keep the Chiefs in front and this is what the Chiefs do so well is that the fact that they can, they are able to get out to a lead and then kind of able to coast through. I get it. Buffalo's not the same team they were in week six, but the way that they played Buffalo in week six, it's still the same guys on the roster. We don't know about Cole yeah. Beasley. You'll find out more about him today when it comes to their offensive weapons. But when it comes to their defense, which is where they are kind of a little bit, you know, built to be successful as well as the offense. Travis Kelsey was still able to have a game. Tyreek Hill was kind of a non-factor. I think he only had like two catches for less than 30 yards. Right. But the thing is, is that you were able to win this game with your star player only throwing for 255, two touchdowns. But the way they won this game was with the running game. And this, if you remember, was a game in which a lot of people were like, has the Chiefs offense plateaued? We haven't really seen the Chiefs pass the ball that much. And then Mahomes went on that six-week stretch where you're like, okay, the MVP's back. They're throwing for 300 yards a game. They're done running the ball. They're done messing around. The thing is, if Pat plays, 
there's a chance that the Chiefs do end up playing much better than they did in week six. But if he doesn't play, there's also a chance that Chad Henney could be set up for success. But the chance that Mahomes plays is probably a little bit higher than we think right now. And also, if he does play, Max Kellerman had this to say about what Patrick Mahomes can do for the Chiefs. As great as Aaron Rodgers has mm -hmm. been at his very best, mm -hmm. and you and I agree, that's the best we've ever seen at quarterback, mm -hmm. until I saw Patrick Mahomes. So I think the yeah. height of Patrick Mahomes is now the best of all time, including the height of Rodgers. Because I think Rodgers this year played as well as he's ever played. And I'm Mahomes has been in the league for three seasons. Mahomes yeah. is the one player in the history of the NFL that mm -hmm. I've ever watched who I think if he plays, his team wins the Super Bowl every year. I thought they should have won it his first year as a starter. Pre-snap penalty, gave the ball back. He never touched it again. AFC Championship game. He then won the Super Bowl. And I'm saying right now, if he's healthy, they win the Super Bowl again. That's the only player I could ever say that about, including Aaron Rodgers. If that dude plays, they win the Super Bowl every year. All I can say to Mr. Kellerman is, welcome to the fan base. Pete, I feel like you have, uh, you have Max Kellerman beat by about two years on this topic. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've felt ever since we, we first got to see Patrick that he was special. And, and you see it in the numbers. I mean, you just want to bring up Super Bowl titles. I mean, Mahomes was able to get it done last year. Rodgers has won. Breeze has won. I mean, these are guys that have been loved over the last, you know, two decades as as we kind of enter what is the new phase of all these quarterbacks. And in 2020 in particular, I felt this whole season has been about ways for these national programs to – find creative thoughts to dismiss the Chiefs. Remember, first it was Russell Wilson, and Wilson is running away with the MVP. Let Russ cook. And what happened to that? Faded. Now, Pete Carroll in Seattle, next year he wants to run the football more. So Wilson went away. Then it was Josh Allen for a little bit, and then Allen faded toward the middle of the season. Then Aaron Rodgers and to Rodgers' credit, he put together enough numbers to probably deserve the MVP, and I, I think he ends up winning it. That being said, he's right on the same level as Patrick Mahomes, the way they're playing right now. But so you have Mahomes, and he ends up being a second-team All-Pro, and then I think the attention turned to the teams as we got closer to the playoffs. You have the Buffalo Bills and Baltimore Ravens, and these are the teams that are going to come into Arrowhead and knock them off. For a second, you had the Browns storyline. I mean, there were people last week who were trying to convince you that the Browns were going to win. I saw three of four GMFB on NFL Network. They ended up picking the Browns in this game, even though they were 10-point underdogs. Oh, the Browns are going to get it done. Now it's back to the Bills. The whole year, it's been about molding people's minds to believing the Chiefs were about to get knocked off, and it hasn't happened. And Patrick Mahomes' plays becomes even less likely. So to me, it was nice to finally hear someone on one of these debate programs that are, you know, pit, pit these guys against one another to make a lot of sense. Mahomes hasn't shown us that he's going to fade into the night ever yet, right? The only time he lost a big game was 2018, and that's when Tom Brady won the toss. The thing that's crazy about it is that he's 5-1 and one in the playoffs. He's been in the playoffs ever since he's been a starter. The Chiefs are in their third consecutive AFC championship game, hosting their AFC championship game. Year one with Mahomes, he blew the league out of the water. Year two, they had a little bit of help because New England lost. They got the second seed, 
and then the Ravens lost. This year, they they did it again, and it's all because of 15. And the reason that they continue to be successful and be be considered successful at the top of the league is because their quarterback, in order for him not to win an MVP, one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen play this game has to have a career year. And if they both play for the Super Bowl when it comes to Super Bowl Sunday, if the Packers and Chiefs get there, I don't know who's more important to win a second Super Bowl in their career. Rodgers run out of time. Mahomes is 25. And it's disgusting to think that quarterbacks don't really hit their prime until they're about 28, 29 years old. And Mahomes is still three and a half years away from all of that when it comes to getting to that plateau of what a quarterback can be. Um We come back, we go back to what is important when it comes to this Chiefs practice on Wednesday. Obviously, 15 being on the field and seeing how he reacts to being there and playing in a contactive type of way is important. But there's also other guys that we're looking out for. Plus, we get you set up for what's on the slate for the rest of the day on 610 Sports Radio. The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back in, running back, playoff show. 610 Sports Radio, Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens. Big day. Big, big Wednesday, man. I get it. The focus is going to be around 15. (laughs) But there's a lot of other important guys that we're looking at this week on that practice field today that, boy, we need to see if they get on there and if if they're able to practice. Because, Pete, it was last Wednesday, a week ago today, that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire practiced. Sammy Watkins did not practice. And we were excited about it. And we were well, like, not, hey. Not Watkins not practicing, right? No. But. Well, we were like, hey, let's go. Like, we kind of knew that there was a possibility the Chiefs were going to save Watkins for this game, which just shows you the absolute that the the stones and the hog was was built on Mr. Reed in that game, or that, that practice week going into that game, because they kind of had a feeling that they could get past Cleveland. Divisional rounds are yesterday's news when it comes to the chiefs yeah we're down to four teams left right chiefs the bills the packers and the bucks and the huge day is today we're going to find out the injury report to see where the chiefs are at heading into this bills game you can learn a lot from the wednesday injury report and and then you kind of react to it as as they go the rest of the week but keep it locked in on 610 sports radio we got the guys uh, from Fesco coming up at 6 a.m. between 8.30 and 9. There are 14 chances to win Chiefs playoffs tickets. Every five minutes, you'll have a chance to get registered. 6.15, they have Blaine Howard, a country music artist. He released the Chiefs Run It Back hype song. Awesome. 7, 7.30, Hall of Famer Will Shields. 8.15, Joe Mays. One fifteen is when we're eyeing for the Chiefs' first media availability when Andy Reid and Maybe some kind of quarterback will speak to the media. We'll see. Some kind. 2.30. We don't know who it's going to be. 2.30, I'll join the drive. 3 o'clock, they'll have Therese Paler. 4.30, Rich Gannon. And then ends with Arrowhead Pride Radio tonight at 6 o'clock, myself and Jay Binkley. So Chiefs coverage all day long. You want to keep it locked in at 610 Sports Radio. Hashtag sleeps overrated. Pete, something that's not overrated is, is, is looking at some of these guys that, you know, we're kind of not talking about because obviously it gets – you know, the magnitude of what Mahomes is, is is the obvious focus point because he is what makes this franchise tick. He is the guy that that makes this team who they are. But you look at guys that are on this injury report, Bashad Breeland, Sammy Watkins, Clyde Edwards, Elaire, Willie Gay, Rashad Fitton, 
all of these guys, other than Mahomes, there's some critical names on this on this injury report that we're looking for that are going to have an LP, a DNP, yeah. or an FP. And I think it gets real important when it comes to Willie Gay, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Sammy Watkins. You know, sorry that those are the three obvious to me. I get it that Fenton and Breland are also defenders, but when it comes to the running back, you see what Clyde Edwards was able to do against Buffalo in Week Six. Right. Willie Gay, the linebacker that is emerging to be one of the you know better players moving forward that can really run that middle of the field where Josh Allen can be very effective with his legs, and then Sammy Watkins is effective as he can be on third down and just the. I know it sounds like an oxymoron, but the trust that you can put in Sammy Watkins on this team is impactful in so many ways because of what you saw him do last year in the playoffs. He's had so much time off, and I get it it was a calf injury, but even just having him on the field opens up Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. It forces you to leave somebody in single coverage at least once every single offensive possession, whether it's 15 or whether it's number four. Either way, that gives them another option, and it gives them a big target on third down. Yeah, the Bills are their their defense is playing better than they were earlier in the season. Uh, really come into its own. Tre'Davious White, that was the player that they picked instead of Patrick Mahomes in that trade. Right. And then Jordan Poyer is someone that I really like, and they have the weapons I would say defensively to curb the Chiefs a little bit. You know, we've seen the Chiefs don't score a touchdown every single drive. We've seen them managed before, and so that to me is why Watkins becomes really important. Mahomes, we don't have to talk about again. We know how important his injury status is. And then for me, it's Breland. Because if the Bills somehow find a way, right now it's still considered an upset, so if the Bills find a way to upset the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium, Stephon Diggs will have had a big day. Yeah, And Breland is a key part in curbing that, making sure that Legereus Steed can stay in his spot, which domino effect, Tyron Matthew can stay in his spot. You can use him in a lot of ways, so... Freeland also was in that concussion mix on Sunday in the game against the Browns. The Chiefs, I mean, you look at this injury list. The Chiefs were pretty banged up, probably goes under-talked about in, in this game uh, against the Browns, even besides Patrick Mahomes. And I know that they're going to be hoping to get a lot of these guys back and when we get our first injury report on Wednesday afternoon. There's also a guy on Buffalo that's that's an interesting injury report. That's Cole Beasley. Because as wide as, as much as I believe he isn't he a little, I think he's a little banged up. Yeah. And as much as Buffalo doesn't seem to really run the ball that much, they're going to line up basically how the Chiefs do. They're going to go four, you know, three, four wide every time. They're going to play with, you know, a spread style offense. And that to me is why guys like Willie Gay, why guys like Rashad Breeland, who you just focused on, are important, are important, are important for this defense uh, in this game against Buffalo. And this is a game in which if you can be tough on defense and you can really get in their face, you saw it in week six. Pressure on Josh Allen. I know it sounds cliche, but that takes away that just split second for him to get planted and really find Stephon Diggs deep down the field. Beasley was questionable going into their game. He had a knee issue, only ended up with two targets. But if you're going to be in a shootout with the Chiefs, what you really need is your weapons to be there. So not only is Diggs important, but so is Singletary, so is Brown. And then you're right about Cole Beasley. They need their weapons too. Cole Beasley, famous rapper. Kind of sucks. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, you got the guys from Fesco coming up next. Bob Fesco, Josh Klinger, Ryan Wachowski. Stay tuned all day. Chiefs press conference somewhere around noon on Cody and Gold. And then you get Pete Sweeney, who just won't stop today because he can't stop as he joins the drive right. later on this afternoon. 
Pete, it's Wednesday. Time to get ready for the football game on Sunday where uh, a lot of decisions can be made today and a lot of things can be observed on the practice field when it comes to everybody that uh, that is crucial. So we'll do this again tomorrow, Pete, 5 a.m. This is the Running yes, Back sir. Playoff Show, 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Likens, Pete Sweeney. Be easy, Casey. Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.